This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. And this week's guest is that flying winger, John Clancy. Well, good evening. Uh, welcome to the show. And this week, we're delighted to have with us John Clancy from Flying Down the Wings with Stuart Housley on the other side. How's it going, John? It's OK at the moment. I'm in lockdown, so I haven't been out much lately. No, you haven't started going stir-crazy like me yet, then, have you? No, no, I've been doing quite a lot of painting. If it doesn't move, I've been painting it. <laughs> nice one. I like it. I like it. Well, we're going to have a little chat about your career. And um going to start, I, um, I gather you started really uh, you're a Tottenham boy yeah well yeah I started at Tottenham but I actually I was born in Perryvale oh yeah I wasn't actually yeah yeah I know Perryvale well yeah it's only about five miles from Wembley isn't it yeah yeah well I was I was born in Ealing so uh... Uh, that was even I, I lived in West Ealing did you for the first, for the first six years of my life yeah Whereabouts in West Ealing? Anywhere near Northfields? Uh, I'm not too sure, really, because I left there when I was sick. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really see too much of it, but I never saw a football, that was for sure, because there was so much traffic. Yeah. I wasn't allowed out, really. I just sort of just used to play in this little back garden. It was about as big as this kitchen that I'm in now. And that's where you honed all your skills, was it? (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no, not there. It wasn't until I moved to Northolt then. Yeah. I was about six. And there seemed to be a bit more space and I could go out. And that's when I started kicking a ball about. Because I went to school near Northolt. I went to school at Greenford. Oh, yeah. yeah. My nan lived in Greenford. Borders yeah. Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. so when, did, well, when did you first sort of start getting the inclination that you were going to be a footballer? Well, I suppose it was when I was at Northolt when I was about 11, really. Yeah. I really playing many, well, I didn't play in any teams until I was 11. Right. And then I got in a school team at a school called Vincent. Yeah. Vincent Secondary Modern in Northolt. No, yeah, that's right, Northolt. <laughs> got in a team and we won the league. And from then, it sort of all snowballed then. And did you always, was, did you always play on the wing? No, no, I was inside forward, really. Started off the old inside forward, which is probably midfield now. Yeah. 
but we used to have inside left and inside right, didn't we? Yeah, that's right, in those days, yeah. Inside right. Yeah, yeah. And then I, uh, when I was 13, I think, 13, I moved to Stevenage. Right. I thought I was really out in the country then. And I went, I went to this school at Stevenage and got in the school team again. And they were doing quite well. But it wasn't so much a school, but I, the area that I lived in was called Chells. And they started a youth team. And one of the local fellows who used to sort of help us out and coach us, he, um, he got this team together. And during that time, a scout came over from Spurs and must have spotted me because they wrote him a letter. All right, yeah. To ask me to go down to Tottenham on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night. Yeah. So that's what he started taking me because my dad really wasn't interested in football. All right. And uh, this fellow was really keen, you know. He, but the only trouble was he was an Arsenal supporter. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, there must have been a bit of a thrill to get this letter dropped through the post box that said, from Tottenham Hotspur, said, here, look, we want to yeah. have a look at you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was brilliant, really. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was a Spurs supporter at the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I don't really know. Well, I think I know which match it was that he came, but I never met the fellow afterwards or anything like that. No. So anyway, we started going up there on a Tuesday and Thursday and being coached by Laurie Brown. Do you ever remember Laurie Brown? Yeah, goalkeeper. Oh, centre half, was he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I can, I can remember the name, yeah. Yeah, Bill Brown. You're Bill Brown, that's right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of reserve team fellas, Ben Embry and Jimmy Light. They were in the reserves at the time. They used to take us on a Tuesday and a Thursday night right. after school, drive down there, brilliant. And yeah. then on a Saturday, I started playing in the South East Counties under 16s. And that was, uh, that was really good. So what year would we have been at, uh, at now then, uh, John? 65. 65, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just moved down to Somerset by then, so... Um, all right. Uh, so uh, okay. So sixty-five. You're in the in that league. Um, how long yeah. did it take you to progress from there into the uh, you know the the full Tottenham well, sort I mean, of I, setup? I, <laughs> I didn't really progress too far. I went in. I played in the under sixteen. We did win the league and the cup that year. though in the South East Counties League and Cup. Yeah. So that was like, Bill Nicholson was came in because we, we won the, the cup at White Hart Lane and actually on the pitch where all our other games were played at Chesson. Okay, time for a bit of music now, and the first track we're going to play is Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty.
Baker Street there and Jerry Rapp. So who else was in this team with you, John? And any any big names that sort of progressed? Yeah, and well, Jimmy, Jimmy Neighbour. Yeah. Jimmy Neighbour. He played. He went on to. Well, he played for Spurs quite a lot, and then went on to West Ham. Yeah. I think he's uh, he died though when he was sort of about fifty-eight. All oh, right. Uh, and uh, Ray Evans. Yeah, I don't remember him. Half yeah. In the early well, the seventies, early seventies. There was a few people who could make it just above me who were in the under 18s at the time, like Jimmy Pierce as well. He was there. Yeah. That, um, John Pratt. John Pratt. John Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Do you yeah. Remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Well, I remember the name anyway. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, yeah, I forgot to tell you that I, I got signed on as an apprentice when after the, going there on a Tuesday and Thursday night yeah. and playing on a Saturday, they eventually signed me on as a, a, an apprentice about when I was 16 and a quarter, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Were you, uh, get, was, were you getting paid for that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was about... Uh, seven pound a week. Oh well, in the big time, <laughs> mate. In the big time. Quite a lot of money for me in them days. Yeah. This was sixty-five. Yeah, and they used to pay all my expenses because I used to travel in from Stevenage. Yeah. Every day, which was about a, a three quarters of an hour journey. Uh huh. On the train, they, they gave me a um, season ticket, so that was good. Yeah. And then. Well, at the end of the season, I was obviously taken on for the next season, and I played in the under-18s. Right. South East Counties. But by the time, you know, that, that season was about three quarters of the way through, I was 17 and a half then, they decide whether they're going to take you on as a full professional or just uh, yeah, sort of leave, drop you by the wayside. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened to me. Bill, Bill Nicholson called me into his office one day and just said, uh, you haven't developed as fast as we thought you would. So, uh, you know, that's it. You're Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> yeah. He did have a bit of good news for me because he said that he'd been talking to a bloke called Fred Ford, who was manager of Bristol City at the time. Right. And this uh, Fred Ford had said he'd finish off my apprentice contract till I was 18. Right. So I went down to uh, Bristol City then from Spurs. So what year would we be there then, uh, John? That was 67. 67, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was in the March of 67, which is just before Spurs won the Cup that year. They beat Chelsea 2-1 in the final. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, I, I, well, who, was, left then, who was the manager at Bristol City at the time then? This, this Fred Ford Fred, bloke? Fred Ford, yeah, yeah, Fred Ford. <laughs> right. He's a nice fella. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he had a... He'd lost a finger on one hand, Fred had. So he sort of only had, it was like a little stub on his hand, and he'd go, uh, we're training on Tuesday, but we're off on uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> and they'd put the finger up where there's no finger there. <laughs> so he was pretty good with that. Yeah. Come, yeah, come in Monday, come in Tuesday, but you're off on Wednesday. <laughs> and he put up this little off, the finger wasn't there. <laughs> So, um, how long were you at Bristol City then, John? Till the end of the season. I right. was playing with fellas uh, Chris Garland and Jeff yeah. Merrick. Yeah, yeah, I remember so them, I yeah. I in the youth team and the reserves. Yeah. Never got, never got a first-team game. And then, come the end of the season, 
Fred said he had his full complement again, so uh, I was out again. Oh, dear. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. Yeah. And then uh, I had some offers from America and Australia, and uh, then I got this, well, it was a letter, I think, from Jack Housley. Funny how the name, you know, same as Stuart, and Jack Housley. Yeah. And he wanted me to go up to Bradford Park Avenue. Right. Time for another track now, and this one is called Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by the late, great Mr Otis Redding. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in then I watch them roll away again, yeah I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time I left my home in Georgia the Frisco Bay I've had nothing to live for And look like nothing's gonna come my way So I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Everything still remains the same I can't do what ten people tell me to do So I guess I'll remain the same Sitting here resting my bones And this loneliness won't leave me alone Listen, two thousand miles I roam Just to make Dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit At the dock of a bay Watching the tide Roll away Ooh, I'm sitting on the dock of a bay Wasting The late great king of soul there, Mr Otis Redding, and sitting on the dock of the bay. So would I be right in assuming that Bradford Park Avenue uh, were the uh, sort of predecessors of Bradford City? No, no, Bradford Park Avenue were a team in their own right. Mm-hmm. And they, they had actually been in the first division in about 1913, something like that. Okay, yeah. They were in the fourth division then. Right. And the season before I went there, they just applied for re-election. Yeah. So they got back in. Right. And they were being taken over by a new manager called Jack Rowley. 
ex-Manchester United centre forward. I was going to say, yeah, recognise the name of Jack Rowley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, a sort of celebrity in the old days. Yeah. Scored a, scored a lot of goals. Just like, well, he had a brother who scored even more. Arthur Rowley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Think, yeah, he, he played for someone in a lower league. I did score. Well, I scored a few goals at, at Spurs when I was there. I scored uh, in forty games. There was two in the reserves. Twenty goals. So I scored a few goals there. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the thing was, I should have seventeen and a half. I should have been going into the you know, reserves and pushing, yeah. getting in the first team if I was going to make it. So. So, I didn't, but uh, I, oh, while I was there, I cleaned Jimmy Greaves' boots as well. He was always my hero. Oh, yeah, well, because I can remember when I lived in London, of course, I used to get on the tube and go up to Fulham Broadway, and we used to go to either Fulham or Stamford Bridge because, you know, it was easy to get to, and I would have yeah. been about, I don't know, 11 or 12, something like that. Um, <laughs> my parents, I don't know why they... I'm surprised when I look back on it that they let me at such a young age to go there because we only went on our own, me and a couple of other mates, but... Uh, yeah, and of course, Jimmy Greaves was in his heyday in those days, of course. Yeah, brilliant he was. Yeah, he was indeed. But, to watch. Yeah, oh yeah, no, he was a uh, different class. And he seemed like a nice bloke. Well, I mean, I met him down at Yeovil once when he came for the dinner there, and he's a lovely bloke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, right, so I'm on, I'm on my way up to Bradford. I left from, because um, I was living in Bristol in Digson, so I left from... What is it? Temple Mead, that was it. Temple Mead Station. So, on so, the train. So going back to Bristol City a bit, you were only at Bristol City just for the end, until the end of that season then, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. I, yeah. I played, well, I, must, I must have played about 10 games, I suppose, that. Yeah. Cutting in the reserves, right, and most of the others all in the youth team. Yeah. But that's where Chris Garland was in the youth team. Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously... They took. There was a few good other blokes there. Dickie Down was there then as well. Danny Bartley. Yeah. Yeah, they were good friends of mine. Oh, Graham Tanner. Uh, they were all just on the verge of getting in the first team then. Yeah. So it must have been a bit of a culture shock to suddenly go from Bristol right up to Bradford in yeah. Yorkshire, <laughs> up north. It was, yeah, amazing. I, well, you know, I can still remember the train trip, really, going through all the places like Sheffield and Rotherham, seeing all, seeing all the coal mines. I'd never seen a coal mine before. Yeah. I, I'd never been north of Stevenage before, really, so it was totally different. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting, though, really, because I've never seen it in Bradford. All the wool mills and all the chimneys, smoke everywhere. I remember, I remember going to Bradford with Yeovil, um, and the, the oh, thing yeah. that struck when they say Bradford City. Yeah, that's right. And the thing that struck me about Bradford was what a dirty place it was. Now I know <laughs> this is this is long after you were there. But uh, yeah. it, it was just rubbish everywhere in the streets. It was dreadful, awful place. I uh, know, it's not a very good... The, the actual Grand Valley Parade's not in a very good part of Bradford. No, no. You know, it's one of the, the, the worst sort of districts, really. Yeah, quite a nice ground or stadium, anyway. Yeah, yeah, lovely stadium. Yeah. Bradford Park Avenue was originally better than the Valley Parade. What was it? It used to hold 30-odd thousand. Yeah. And it used to be 
half and half. They had one big stand, half half with the cricket, Yorkshire playing cricket on oh. one side, yeah, and uh, the football ground on the other side. Well, I've got a big fact about Bradford uh, Park Avenue, which we'll come to in a minute when we've had another little break. More of John's favourite tracks now. This one's a 10cc, and I'm not in love.
CC there and I'm not in love. Uh, a little bird told me that you met your wife in Bradford, is that right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's fate really, isn't it? Uh, I go all that way up there and I end up finding the girl who I've been married to for nearly fifty years now. Yeah? Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Uh, and uh, how did that come about then, John? Well, um what was that yeah, I we used to go out we didn't we didn't weren't allowed to go ice skating really but i used to go down the ice skating rink just to have a sort of drink and have a look yeah around plenty of talent there was it yeah they all used to skate around the rink yeah all just around the outside to music you know yeah just having a look and happened to catch margaret's eye and that's how it all started wow asked her what her name was she asked me what my name was we had a little drink and and then uh, on the Sunday she took me home to see her mum and dad and have a meal and I, at the time I was living in a house with three other players Bradford players yeah, yeah. and after a while they they said that I could go and stay with them right and uh, it was only about five a week just for Deacon all the food and everything get all my washing done because living in this house we had to feed ourselves and do all the all the washing and ironing <laughs> four of us it was a right mess I'll bet we had one bloke who was quite a good cook yeah I used to do all the washing up and oh, Dave Lawson do you ever hear Dave Lawson mm, can't I know the name now he was a goalkeeper yeah 
it was quite an expensive one. I think we went from Huddersfield to Everton for a record fee. All right. Well, he was at Bradford yeah. when I was there, and he was in this house as well. So how long were you at Bradford altogether then? Two seasons. Two so, seasons, yeah. Uh, yeah. It started off in 68, 60, no, 67, 68. And then 69, 68, 69. And any high spots during that time? Not really too many, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to apply for re-election. All right, yeah. The two years that I was there. Yeah. And I, I managed to score three goals, but that was out of 56 games. All right. So I was 56 in the fourth division scored only three goals so it wasn't that good but so you had Rowley got the, got the sack halfway through my first season yeah but you you clearly hadn't blossomed at that point then no no I was still I wasn't that confident because well out of that 56 games I was only on the winning side four times mm. we did draw quite a lot we must have drawn about 20 but we got some good hammerings really and and did you uh, still play on the wing or wing back then or what? No, I was still sort of midfield really, inside forward. I played most. I did play on the wing a couple of times, but mainly just midfield all the time. Yeah. But we were so struggling at the back. I was, I'd, you know, I'd usually be helping out the defence most of the time rather than trying to. Yeah. Up the other end. Yeah, yeah, quite. So, um, two years at Bradford City, sorry, Bradford Park Avenue. Bradford Park Avenue, yeah. Um, and then what happened? Um, then, well, Laurie Brown took over from Jack Rowley. Right. And I thought, I thought this is going to be all right because he was the one who coached me at Spurs. Yeah. He took over as player manager, but uh, in the end, at the end of the well, the end of the following season, he gave me a free transfer. Oh, that wasn't very so, good, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much for Laurie Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a falling out, really. We were losing 5-0 down at, uh, down at, where were we, South End, I think it was. More music now, and this one is just my imagination by The Temptation. <laughs>
Motown there, just my imagination by the Temptation. Um, so yeah, so we uh, we got to the point where Laurie Brown had uh, arrived, and you thought you were on a good thing, and he gave you a, a free transfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there was there was one story I was going to tell you about being at Bradford. Yeah, which is how bad things were. Really, we played Lincoln away one bank holiday Monday. Right, and the traffic was horrendous going down there, and we ended up. The coach was a bit late, so yeah. we, we had to change on the coach. Right. And the kit was going everywhere. <laughs> Some of the players were doing moonies to the <laughs> Lincoln crowd. <laughs> we, we ended up getting there five minutes to go, five minutes to three. And they were, I mean, Bradford didn't have any money anyway, and they were always scared about getting um, fined because it was quite tight in them days. You had to get there by three o'clock. Yeah. And we, we all got changed on the coach and then five minutes to go, ran off the coach, ran through the car park, straight out onto the pitch. And by, by 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes gone, we're 3-0 down. <laughs> half, <laughs> half time, we were 5-0 down. And then second half, we went out. We won that 1-0. Oh, when, we came back, when we came back in, I said, well done, lads, done really well there. Won the second half, 1-0. <laughs> so, we lost 5-1. Oh, dear. Uh, so clearly getting there late didn't do you an awful lot of good then. No, it shows you need quite a good warm-ups. Yeah, definitely, doesn't it? Got to have a warm-up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, presumably Yeovil came next, the day after Bradford, uh, Bradford Park Avenue? That's right, yeah. I got a letter from Mike saying, um, you know, come on down. Yeah. And we'll have a chat. And that was Mike Hughes, yeah? yeah? That's Mike Hughes, yeah. Yeah. yeah he he picked me up again at Temple Meek Station. Oh. I left him there to go to Bradford. I came back down, and Mike came in a little Riley Elf he had. Oh yeah. And picked me picked me up from uh, from Temple Mead and we drove home. And I said, I asked him how we how Yeovil got on 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 a Saturday, and they'd lost seven nil down at Margate. Oh, and I said, Mike, you don't want to forward. You need some defenders, don't you? <laughs> so, I mean, it all turned out all right in the end. What year would this have been then, uh, John? 
That was that was 1969. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah so you en- just... you ended up at yo. Know, what, what were they in then? The Southern League or uh, Conference yeah, or what? League. Southern League. Southern, yeah. yeah, yeah. What was your first impressions then of Yeovil? The snow. I couldn't. Be- it was a real sunny day when I, I got down there because it was the beginning of that season, 69-70. Yeah. And you know, I walked out onto the ground and. I couldn't believe how far it sloped up. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, I've never seen any of slope like it. Did, did, it help, to it yet. did it help you in your game? Because I presume, you know, when you were playing that side, it would have uh, come into your game always, quite a bit. It was always nice to play on the top wing, but Stuart was on the other wing, so I used to play on the, the bottom side on one, one half, and at half time, Stuart go up the top anyway. Yeah, yeah. He on the top most of the time but I'm talking to Mickey Spencer and he, he always said that uh, if you hit it right you could almost guarantee that the ball would look as though it was going to go out of play but in actual fact never did did you yeah that's right yeah you could always catch it yeah but it was uh, on, a, on a winter's day down in the bottom corner uh, down by the the old stand, you know the little old stand in the yeah, corner, yeah. and the skip alley along the side of the old ground. Right. It was a nightmare. It used to get really boggy down there. It was a nightmare trying to get it over, especially with my left foot, because I was predominantly right footed. But uh, I used to get a few in, you know. But a lot of the time, which I'd, I'd make the centre forward get really mad, was uh, I used to pretend to hit it with my left, and then bring it back onto my right so I could get it across. But yeah. you know, that, the forward had already made his run. Then, so they weren't too happy about that. <laughs> but, uh, gradually, during my career, my left foot got a lot better. I, in the end, I was taking corners with my left foot, which I, I, I didn't used to do when I was younger. Because I, I came to live in, in, in well, near Kruka in, um, in 1963, well, 62 stroke three. And... Um, All right. I uh, I can remember that you know I was obviously by then I would have been uh, 69 I would have been about I don't know 19 20 um, but I can the the thing that struck me when I went to see Yeovil play and I, I didn't go that regular but I you know I used to went to a few games certainly the Arsenal game in particular but was 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 you and um, you and Stuart going down the wings. What was Stuart like to play with? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, he was. Uh, he, he, I think he was a bit trickier than me. Yeah. But um, he always reckoned he wasn't yeah. as quick as you. Well, <laughs> there wasn't much in it really, but he was. He was tricky. Well, I uh, I just pushed the ball past the bloke and run round him. But Stuart would sort of draw the fella in and then flick it by, and then he'd be off. He was really tricky. Yeah. Um, he put good balls in as well. Good crosses. Time for another tune now. Everybody's favourite, ELO, Mr. Blue Sky. Please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. 
sound of ELO and Mr Bluesk. You were there in 1971, I take it, were you, for the Arsenal game? 1971, that was the Arsenal game, yeah. You played in that, yeah? Yes, yeah. I can remember coming and queuing up for tickets, and then it was it was slowed off, wasn't it, initially? Yeah, the Saturday game was, yeah. Yeah. Come back on the Wednesday, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Perhaps if we'd have played them on a Saturday, it might have been a bit different. Well, but it was. I think it, the ground was a bit hard, especially under the stand where the sun didn't didn't get to it. Yeah, but it was a hell of a crowd there, for what I can remember. 
absolutely. Yeah, I think there was about fourteen thousand. Which is that old grab was a lot of people, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the things that, that stands out in my memory. Running out the tunnel, and the opposite stand, I could just see little pink heads, all, all heads, all the time. I couldn't see any sort of bodies. It's just a, <laughs> a, a big row of heads, pink, pink faces. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it, really. <laughs> What um, what did you make of the game? I mean, you know, memories of well, it? Arsenal, they were just a bit too strong for us, really. We, we held out for about 25 minutes, I think. Mm. And then uh, Armstrong put a couple, some crosses in and Radford and Kennedy were heading them in. Yeah, they but were quite... quite they sh- seemed to let us have the ball up to the halfway or, you know, nearly between the edge of the box and the halfway line. They didn't seem to challenge too much but then as soon as we got in anywhere which is a little bit dangerous they just clamped down on us really mm. we didn't get we didn't get too many shots on goal and I was up against Pat Rice I don't think I got too many crosses yet no but it's an enjoyable day well yeah but I mean let's be fair there was a lot of a lot of divisions between you and Arsenal at that point weren't there Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they well, they went on to do the double, didn't they? They won the league and won the cup, yeah, didn't they? That yeah, yeah. George in the final, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. George. When he yeah. did that thing, when he fell down and waited for them to pick him up or something, from what I can yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Charlie didn't play against us. So I, I think it was a, the Kelly played because Charlie George. Well, Eddie Kelly. Yeah, Eddie Kelly. Yeah, he played against that yeah well John Samuels as well yeah so so presumably then I mean is it fair to say that this was sort of the what shall we say the uh, the early evening of your career coming along now yeah yeah this is right yeah well the first the first season I didn't break when I first came down to Yeovil I didn't break into the side until probably after Christmas I, I think I was in the reserves for quite a while yeah because um, Cyril Davis was there and I think it wasn't until they sold Cyril to Charlton mm. that I, I got in the side and Mike put me on the left wing which you know I had played before but yeah. I just had to get used to it you know and I, I started to enjoy it out there and I was probably at my quickest then between 69 and about 75 that was six years I was I was pretty quick then but uh, as soon as I began to slow down, it got a lot harder for me when the old fullback, you know, yeah. bite, I couldn't beat him for speed. I was struggling a bit then. How many games did you actually play for Yeovil, John? Uh, 516. Oh, not many then. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's, yeah, that's quite, a, quite a few. And, and do you know how many goals you scored during that period of time? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 78. Oh, well, yeah, that's quite quite a reasonable re- return, isn't it? Not too bad for a winner, is it? Yeah, no. I made a few, didn't I? Yeah. And, and uh, 500 games with Stuart Housley as well? That must have been enough to well, finish you off, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I think... No, I didn't actually... Uh, Stuart played up till about 75. Right. But Stan Harland was manager. I played under four managers. Yeah. And the first one was Mike Hughes. Cecil Irwin, he was, he was a nice manager, really. Quite yeah. a good player. He was unlucky, but we came runners-up in the league this season, and he got the sack. <laughs> got the sack the same. Yeah. We came runners-up. I was surprised about that. But then um, Stan Harland came. And he was a bit of a disciplinarian. Yeah. 
and uh, it, it's around the time Stuart had an operation on his toes because the toes next to his big toe were a little bit bigger than his big toe. Right. And he used to rub on the end of his boots, you know, it was a bit painful. So yeah. he had them shortened, little pins put in them. I mean, that, he was out for a while, and I don't think that helped him. And Stan Ireland gave him the chops, so that was... You know, a bit sad. So was it was it a hard decision for you to um, to hang your boots up, John? I mean, you know, was it was it something that you just knew that that was the right time or, or what? Wasn't I, it injury? I knew it, I, I knew it when it was the right time. Yeah, definitely. Was Stuart Housie? He he'd gone manager of Sherborne in nineteen eighty. Yeah. And. Barry Lloyd was the manager. That's the fourth manager I played under, Barry Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, the fellow who eventually got rid of me. But, I mean, I, I'd had an injury as well, which even more slowed me down. I had a sort of a groin in between the groin, a cartilage. Yeah. I must have pulled it. Well, I know how I did it. I did, I did it down at Weymouth when... We uh, came out for a warm up, and I went. You know how you put your hand out in front of you, go to kick, kick it with your leg. Yeah. I put my hand up a bit too high, <laughs> tried to kick it, and I heard this crunch go underneath me, <laughs> in between my legs. And that, that, yeah, I had, I had that for about three or four years afterwards. I could never get rid of it, mm-hmm. and I was still playing with it in the, in the last, well, the last two years at Yeovil with Lloydie there because we didn't have a very big squad so I used to play even though I wasn't really fully fit so so you've reached a point now you know okay so you've retired now do you still go and watch Yeovil Town play? I didn't when I first retired but I do now yeah it's my grandson really I've got a grandson called Max yeah and he's interested in football and he plays quite a lot in there for free school and uh, Westlands he plays for Westlands youth team yeah and he likes going to watch Oval so uh, I go I go. well I used to go with him but now he watches them on his own and I just pick, pick my games when I want to go he's got a season ticket and he goes down to Thatcher's end alright does it bring back memories for you does it uh, yeah oh yeah 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 but it's, it's not the same watching as playing, is it, really? No, I'm sure not. I, I've never played, but, uh, you know, not at your level anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no jars of that happening. Um, but, uh, well, look, John, that has been really, really entertaining and interesting stuff there because uh, you're the first one, that, a, a player that I've done an interview with that sort of goes back to that era, really. I've been trying to get Stuart to do one for ages and he keeps oh, hesitating. Yeah. And Although he did say last week that uh, he was thinking about doing one and I thought well obviously the fact that you've done one has encouraged him to do one so uh, brilliant yeah, you know. he's got to do one hasn't he really yeah I think he should do yeah then we, we, we'll have both the wingers then wouldn't we both the flying wingers uh, yeah uh, you know yeah he's got to do it that so, was a great great team back in you know between 69 and about 73 74 played with you know Stuart was a brilliant player but there was Cliffy Myers Kenny Thompson Paul Smith yeah, they were the real heart heart of the team, really. Great players. 
But of course, this pandemic has has kind of ruined our programming. And in so much as uh, you know, we we used to do match commentaries and all this sort of stuff. Of course, we've got nothing now. So obviously, we're uh, getting a lot more a lot more of these uh, uh, interviews in and chats in, which is from my point of view is good. And um, of course, the pandemic has helped in a way because whereas before trying to get hold of footballers was not very easy because they're obviously training or playing or traveling or whatever because now they're all stuck at home like I am so it's dead easy to get older people that's it so yeah, I've, been, I've enjoyed talking to you Adrian good well thanks John I really appreciate you coming on mate and uh, I'll let you know as and when it's it might not be for a few weeks yet because we've got so many now that uh, you know I'm, I'm going to just sort of put them in but I will let you know definitely when it's on and uh, have you got okay. a computer or a laptop or something I like that got, oh yeah I've got a computer but when Stuart did tell me that the one that he did he did like a uh, disco that's right yes he did yeah yeah, yeah. And I, I tried to get it, but I, I couldn't get it on my computer. And I've got to have something special, he said. Some uh, special app. No, you shouldn't have. If you Have you got a pen there a minute? Yeah. Right, well, write this down. www. Hang on a minute. www. Yeah, dot. And then yeah. all one word. Three Valleys Radio. Three? What? Oh. Yeah, but T-H-R-E-E. Yeah. Valleys, Valleys Valleys Radio. That is that V A L L E Y S. Yeah. Valley. Yeah. Right. Three Valleys Radio. Yeah, all one word. Dot yeah. dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Now that's our that's our you know, the radio website. Website. Yeah, and if you go website. if you go onto there and right. up in the top right hand corner you'll see a thing that says listen live. Oh, yeah, top right. Uh, and then just click on that, and you should be able to pick up the radio station, no problem. Listen live. Yeah. Right, now, Adrian. All right. Well, I'll have it. Yeah, you'll be on there quite a lot then, will you, on the radio? <laughs> yeah, well, I do a fair bit. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, okay. joking aside, it's it's kept me sane with because you know, I mean, it's uh, like you. I mean, I'm over seventy, and I've got to stay in all the flipping time. And and then you yeah. start you start hearing them talking about maybe we might have to stay in all year, and you think, oh my god, I can't cope with that. Yeah. And you know, I've got a, I've got a new. Well, I say a new. He's he's ten. 11 months old now new grandson and of course we, you know, we haven't seen him for I don't know five weeks or whatever and uh, you know you want to see him especially when they're that age because they're beginning to develop now and we're, we're yeah. missing it yeah, well, next time you see him you'll notice how much he's changed uh, yeah exactly it's, it's it's horrible really don't don't like it at all and well you know I mean I, I can't see how they can expect it. just because we're over 70 that we're going to have to stay in I mean maybe yeah. if you were stuck in a care home or something and you didn't get out well perhaps I could understand that but people like you and I that you know we're still active and get around a bit I mean yeah. to stay in for a year I mean, they're taking the piss aren't they I mean, there's no yeah, chance I, I, I played golf on a Monday and a, and a Friday yeah uh, that, that, you know that was exercise as well I've been going out for a walk now and again but not thanks ever so much John it's been really really no great problem. talking to you and uh, I'll let you know when it's on okay righty ho yeah lovely thanks John you're, best, a, you're a star Take mate care. thank you stay safe back to the early 70s there with our ex-wigger of course John Clancy so I hope you enjoyed the show this week please join us again next week on Three Valleys Radio
as a blow Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving <coughs> Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Yeah. 